0: And welcome to the Crystal Podcast on iCode Media. Today we're going to do a bonus episode, and I thought I would give you a peek behind the curtain on what some of our billing and coding subscribers get. You know, we we get lots of questions; they get access to our questions. We get lots of questions every week, and uh, and so every quarter I kind of compile the best of those questions that are sort of the most illuminating, and we provide them as an update to those subscribers for billing and coding. So. If you want more of what you hear today, you can check out i Education, that's E-Y-E-C-O-D-E, education.com, and our Billing and Coding Premier Bundle. The other thing that we do is we do quarterly Ask Me Anything. So if you want to actually not just email, but you want to have a live back and forth, we do a lot of that as well. So these are some illuminating questions. I'm not going to go through every single one of them for the entire quarter, of course. Uh, but I'm going to give you a flavor of of kind of the questions and then answers that we will will cover on different on different uh, topics. So this is this is one question that that came, came up that I thought was particularly interesting. So the question was: If a patient comes in and they have a photo in one eye due to a posterior vitreous detachment, and we have them back in two weeks for a follow up, can we bill for a second photo? So I think this is a really good question, and you know, as it relates to a posterior vitreous detachment and the initial presentation and follow-up, you know, it really needs to, you need to make sure that your chart clearly shows medical necessity. That's the, the primary thing when we're ordering any test, medical necessity. As it relates to fundus photography, the elements that should be clearly stated in the chart are really eight elements. One is an order for the test with a medical rationale. Two is the date of the test. Three is the reliability of the test. Four, the test findings. Five, and really pertinent to this question, which is a comparison with previous tests, if it's applicable, uh, and in this case it would be, and six would be a diagnosis, and as close to a diagnosis as you possibly can get, seven is the impact on treatment and the prognosis. Number eight would be the signature of the physician. So I think, again, the point I would hammer on for this pa- for this question is a comparison with previous tests. So, if your physicians determine, or if you as the physician determines that it is necessary to repeat testing, not as a routine, not just because we do it, but for a specific patient in a specific clinical situation, then it would be appropriate to perform a photo at that two-week follow-up. Now, what would that look like well it might be uncertainty that the the doctor might be uncertain about some progression, so in this case, you might say something like uh, possible progression of uh, Drance hemorrhage, order photo to evaluate and monitor for progression, something like that, or to evaluate and monitor and compare for progression right you You would have some uncertainty within that chart that would would specify why you would need to order that. You might even say due to uh, possible progression on ophthalmoscopic evaluation, order photo to better compare for changes, something like that, right? That would be an example of, of a general, uh, uh, generally of what you do. So if that's the case, then um, just remember that that photo should be accompanied with documentation of those above eight points, just like you would on the initial photo. You know, another really good question, just so you can get a flavor of of what we get, this one was from uh, about extended ophthalmoscopy. So the question was, I have a question on billing extended ophthalmoscopy. The LCD that I found tells me that it needs to be an assessment of the posterior segment of the eye with a dilated pupil using indirect ophthalmoscopic evaluation or a slit lamp. The LCD also says the provider needs a detailed drawing of the retina. Does the drawing have to be on the picture. So it looks like to me, based on the question that they took a picture, uh, would that suffice in the definition? One doctor said they were under the impression that it needed to be a drawing with colored pencils. And if that's so, that cannot be done with our EHR. So please give me some advice, Chris. Well, A couple things on this one, um, as far as, as my answer. I wanted to cover really four main points as it relates to extended ophthalmoscopy. So let me attempt to clarify. The first thing I think is important to know is that routine ophthalmoscopy is included in an office visit code, whether that is an evaluation and management code, 99, or an I code, 92, and it should not be reported separately. The definition of extended ophthalmoscopy is a more extensive examination that requires a detailed and labeled drawing that can't be documented in any other way. And I think that's the key point here. It can't be documented in any other way. So reviewing an image and drawing on that image would really not qualify as extended ophthalmoscopy. In fact, you would use that as Fundus photography, right, it, it, it's if it's a better way to document the clinical situation, then that is how you should do it. And if you can ad- obtain a retinal image of that pathology, you should bill for fundus photo over the extended ophthalmoscopy. Now, uh, your physicians might like a color drawing and the extent that you would have to do a. Uh, an extended ophthalmoscopy. They might like a colored drawing, or or somebody in school told them that they were required to draw it in color. That's a common question I get, and and uh, I was actually taught that in school as well. But but based on the definition of extended ophthalmoscopy, there is not a documentation requirement that it has to be in in color for most patients, for most payers. Uh, so so you can um, you could use color if it's better for you, but but it's not likely necessary. Well, what is required based on CPT, well, the drawing should be clearly identified and labeled and appropriately represent the retinal pathology. That's the first thing. The second thing to just know is that some carrier policies do require the drawing to be a minimum size. This is unusual, but sometimes it can happen. Most simply just require that it needs to be clear, legible, and document that pathology. If you want to be safe, a four-inch size is a good rule of thumb, but but not critical. Uh, and so I think from my perspective on this question, just in general, it's really helpful to think, all right, what is this code that I'm using and how am I applying this code? And once you know that, once you know the definition and what you're required to do, then the question becomes quite easy to answer. So again, if you like these types of questions and answers, we, we do these quarterly. If you want access through email, become a subscriber to Billing and Coding. We'll put some show notes in today's links. I hope this was helpful for you. Thanks for listening. really ap- appreciate it. Make sure you like, subscribe, share with your friends. It helps us a ton. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on the next one.